Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to At The Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. What's going on, everyone? I am Sean Guasamacchia. Another day, another Yankees win against the Baltimore Orioles. What a ridiculous streak the Yankees are on right now against the O's. They're batting as a team in 17 games against the Orioles this year. 301 with an OPS over 1000, right? They're 15 and 2, 14 straight wins. Um it's just ridiculous and Joel Sherman had a great article in the New York Post detailing all this. They've averaged over 8 runs against the Orioles this season. Now, contrast that to the Boston Red Sox last year against the Orioles. Very similar, although not as good. Boston hit 295 with a 920 OPS. They averaged six and eh, a little more than six and a half runs per game. They went 16 and three against the Orioles in 2018, and we all know how that season ended for the Red Sox, a World Series banner. So the Yankees are just destroying Orioles pitching. Yesterday, I gave you both the run line with James Paxson pitching for the Yankees, Yankees, and uh, also the over 10, 11 and a half was high. The, the run total was high, but over. We both we won both. Run totals high today. Domingo Herman's better pitcher uh, against the Orioles means uh, I'm not too sure about the run line, but I am sure about Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres, 13 home runs in 16 games against the Orioles this year. In case you're wondering, the record for most home runs hit by an individual player against a team in a season is 14 by Lou, Gre- Lou Gehrig back in 1936 against the Cleveland Indians. That's how long ago it's been since a player has dominated an opponent like Labor Torres uh, has this season against the Orioles. Tonight, for Glaber to hit a home run, it's plus 250 on, on the FanDuel Sportsbook website. Lay it down. I mean, why not? This guy's on, on such an, an incredible streak. And in case you missed it, here's how it sounded yesterday in the second game of the doubleheader. Glaber's 13th home run against the Orioles this season. Here, take a listen. Swung on and hit in the air to deep left field. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. He's done it again. Another three-run home run for Glaber Torres. Glaber Day. He is the Glaber of the month. There you go. This is John Sterling, as only John Sterling can call a home run on the Yankees radio network, WFAN in New York. Uh... What, what can you say? I mean, I mean, Glaber's having a great year. He has 26 home runs. Half of them have been against the Orioles. And, and just incredible. But um, Yankees, I'm going with Glaber Torres, plus 250 to hit a home run. He'll tie that record against Lou Gehrig. He has two games to do it. There's a day game tomorrow, 105. But uh, he's riding high right now against a lefty tonight. It means I like it a lot. That's my best bet. Also, if you're thinking about the Yankees in the run line, too much to lay there. Um, but they dominate the O's. You, you know what? I mean... Even though it's, it's a tie against the O's, you know, it's, it's kind of risky, though. I mean, to lay it, the, the money with the run line, I'll look it up in just a second. 
with the uh, Yankees. Money line, uh, different story as, as they always seem to win. You got to win by two to win the run line. So it's a little bit more of a risk. But the Yankees have been doing it. They've been dominating the Orioles. Here we go. On the run line, Yankees are minus 162, 310 on the, the money line. The total's 10. Not too, not too bad for the Yankees tonight. So uh, there you go. An- another really insanely high um, spread tonight is the Astros with Zach Greinke on the hill against the Chicago White Sox. Minus 360. We all know how it worked out against the uh, Baltimore Orioles when Verlander was on the hill uh, three days ago. And it was the on Sunday. It was about the biggest upset in like 15 years or so in Major League Baseball with the uh, Orioles winning that game 8-7. to seven. Zach Greinke's on the hill, plus 200 on, uh, minus 200, rather, on the run line. The Astros against the White Sox, not touching that game. It's way too, I, I, I like Labor Torres to hit a home run, plus 250. I love that. Chris Sale's back on the hill. Great performance, what, eight innings, 13 Ks last time out. And he needed that because he was really pitching poorly previous two starts. Mike Clevenger, though, has been great as well, and he goes for the Indians tonight. Um, minus 110 on the money line for the Red Sox. The total is 7.5. Really, really low. The Indians are on a good streak, though. 3-1 against the Red Sox this season. They're on a really a great winning streak. Best record since June 4th in Major League Baseball. They're right there in the tied with the Twins in the AL Central. They're at home. Everything's pointing to the Indians. But Chris Sale... Coming off that great start, can he back it up? You know, so there's some risk there. I mean, he's been inconsistent all season long. But, and he's on the road as well. So that's a tough game to, to play there. But I do like, let's, let's look at some of these prop bets because I do like um, Sale to, to, to get Ks. Let's see what his K number is for tonight's game. Chris Sale, just a second here. Um... So to hit a home run, though, just in case people are wondering there for the... Here we go. Here we go. Chris Sale strikeouts. Under 7.5 plus 120, over 7.5 minus 152. That's, I mean, that's an easy bet. I, I definitely over 7.5 Ks tonight for Chris Sale against the Indians. I like that a lot. Clevenger, for, for those wanting to know, Ks under 7.5 minus 144, over 7.5 Ks for Mike Clevenger tonight against the Red Sox, plus 114. I, I definitely... And in on over 7.5 Ks for Chris Sale. I think I'll pitch well tonight, but not sure about the Red Sox winning the game. I mean, uh, Clevenger's been pitching well as, uh, you know, uh, for the Indians, and the Indians are on a great streak. I actually like the Indians a lot, but I, not against Sale tonight. So I, I'd take the prop bets. I'll go prop bet. I'll go Chris Sale over 7.5 Ks in, in that one. So just getting started here, but an amazing streak for Glaber Torres. I wish John Sterling had a better call. Glaber Day? I, I, I don't, do you like that? I know, Danny, I'll ask you, is that one of the better call? I mean, what do you think of that call for Glaber Torres for J- from John Sterling? I don't think it was bad. I do like he, that he said he was the Glaber of the month. Glaber of the month? Yeah, yeah, yeah like definitely. That. He's spot on there and, and, and good uh, bringing that up. I mean, how good has Glaber been? I mean, he's kind of saved the Yankees. DJ LeMayhew as well. A lot of guys have. A lot. I mean, how about Mike Talkman? I mean, he saved the Yankees as well. Getting a production from an unlikely source with Mike Talkman, Cameron Mabin. Even Brett Gardner's having a, a better year than I thought he would and many people thought he would in the outfield. Get nothing from Giancarlo Stanton. And I don't know, when is he get, ever coming back? But the Yankees, do they really need him? I, I don't think so. They do not need... They need Aaron Judge to start uh, hitting like Aaron Judge, the Aaron Judge of the past that we've been used to. But he's been playing okay. 
Uh, I'm not too worried about Aaron Judge. A lot more to do. We have Eric Pink is joining us for the L.A. Lakers writer for the Bleacher Report, and, of course, Joe Sheehan, the Joe Sheehan newsletter, baseball writer. He'll join us as well. But let's talk NFL. Antonio Brown saga continues or does it? We'll talk about that next here on At The Window. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, reading some headlines. Wentz explains why lack of preseason action isn't bad. Redskins, number one quarterback, McCoy may miss second straight game. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Colts owner, Jim Irsay, talks to Sirius NFL Radio and says the Andrew Luck injury is more of a bone issue, not a muscle issue. We'll talk about that in just a second. 
Philadelphia Phillies fire hitting coach bring back Charlie Manuel, 75 years of age. That's a nice story. MLS coach says equal pay internationally is ridiculous. Clemson commit new number one recruit in class of 2020. So I guess Paul Feinbaum was right. Yeah, not giving Kelly Bryant a championship ring, really hurting the recruiting for Dabble Sweeney out there. Um, I'm being facetious, obviously. Uh, it's ridiculous. It was a ridiculous statement then. It's a ridiculous statement now. His, uh, his action of not giving Kelly Bryant a championship ring will not hurt Clemson in recruiting. As long as they continue to win, players will want to go there. In fact, three of the top 10 recruits for 2020 are Clemson commits. Or, uh, it, it's, it's just it continues to roll. Uh, now the new number one in the 2020 class. And, of course, there's different um, organizations, if you will, companies who rank these players. But in this particular one, the 24-7 one, it's, uh, Clemson has the number one recruit in the 2020 class. But I want to get to the Jim Ursay comments about Andrew Luck in just a second. But I, I talked about Antonio Brown, and he showed up to the Raiders facility. He's going to play as soon as his... Uh, his feet, they heal from the burns that he uh, suffered with his uh, cryotherapy and, 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 and such, and he'll get on the field. John Gruden was asked if Antonio Brown will be ready for week one. Here, take a listen to John Gruden speaking to the media about Antonio Brown and, and whether he'll be ready to go week one. Uh, we'll, we'll work him back in. Obviously, it's great to have him back. You know, we've had a pretty good understanding in spite of what people think. We had a pretty good understanding what what's going to happen, and... Uh, now we're ready to get rolling. Do you expect him for the opener? Oh, yeah. There you go. All right, so let, let's move on from the Antonio Brown saga and all the drama there as he's going to wear a new helmet. He's going to work with the NFL. He lost his uh, grievance against the NFL. He's back in the uh, with the Raiders in the Raiders facility, and, and I'm sure we'll, that'll be one of the, I hope so at least, one of the topics tonight on Hard Knocks with the Raiders on HBO. But let's move on from that. Uh, one other story in the NFL before we get to Andrew Luck. The NFL denied the appeal of Golden Tate by Golden Tate, uh, the Giants wide receiver, for his uh, positive PED test. So he's suspended for the first four games of the NFL season without pay. No kidding. I mean, I, I predicted this was going to happen. I mean, his, his excuse of just being ignorance is no excuse, right? Uh, he unknowingly took uh, this supplement or whatever that uh, tested it positive because a fertility drug that because he's trying to get pregnant with his wife. Blah, 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 blah. He didn't know about it. And then uh, he stopped taking it a couple days after... Uh, knowing that it was banned by the NFL. Ah, ignorance is no excuse. It, I don't buy it anyway. I don't, I don't buy the excuse. Um, and thus, he suspended for the first four games, and that stinks for the Giants because they need wide receiver help, and they need help for Eli Manning, who John Mara spoke today as well, the owner of the New York Giants, and Pat Shermer has been saying, it looks like Eli Manning will be the starter for week one, despite Daniel Jones playing great for that one series and going five for five for 67 yards against the Jets, second defense of the New York Jets. We'll see. We'll see how it goes with Daniel Jones as he continues to play out the NFL preseason schedule, but it looks like Eli Manning will start week one, and he's going to miss Golden Tate there for the New York Giants. Andrew Luck. You got to, look, starting to get really concerning. This guy has not practiced yet. He's going to miss this week. You know, he's dealing with a calf muscle injury. That's what we thought. Now, Jim Irsay, speaking to Sirius XM NFL Radio, that it's more of a little bone issue. Start now. I mean, I don't know why Jim Ursay is even talking on the matter. And, and, and I, I guess he's being nice. He's giving his time to Sirius XM NFL Radio. Good for him. But just adds more fuel to the fire here for people who are concerned about Andrew Luck being healthy for week one. It's, I, I'm concerned about Andrew Luck's health going forward. 
That being said, let's look at the total, all right, the, the odds for the AFC division, right? Division uh, winners. Going to the South. The Indianapolis Colts are still favored, minus 105. Followed by the Texans, plus 260. Followed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that I like, the team that I've been telling you to take to win that division at plus 440. And the Tennessee Titans rounded out plus 600. Jacksonville is the best value here. Take it. Go to the book right now. Go to the window right now. Take the Jaguars plus 440 to win that division. It was even higher. It's going down a little bit. But I'm surprised the Colts have not moved at all to win the division minus 105. No movement there. Surprised about that. But the Jaguars are the best value in this division. And I know it's a tough, tight division. It's going to come down to the last couple of games. Got to like Jacksonville. What's not to like? Top five defense last year, and they struggled in last year. Throw away last year. Just throw it away. It's just, it was just an, uh, you know, an anomaly. Uh, right? Everyone was, was just, that whole team just played, um, and their attitude and what have you, they had an off year. They thought they were bigger than they were after going to the AFC Championship game against the Patriots the year before. Blake Bortles is gone, folks. So now you have Nick Foles, someone with championship pedigree. Let's believe. All right, I believe in, in the Jaguars. I believe in that division, and it's great value at plus 440. There's no value in the Colts at minus 105. And then the Texans plus 260 is a little bit there. I mean, there's great value in the Titans if you believe in Marcus Mariota. I do not. So forget about them. I just don't believe in Marcus Mariota. Is Ryan Tannehill really going to start there? I doubt it. I, you know, I know Mariota's in the last year of his rookie deal. Um, he has to prove it this year. Too inconsistent for me. Ryan Tannehill, if he starts, probably gives them a better shot to win. But I'm going with Jacksonville. I'm going with Nick Foles and just better value. And just the Andrew Luck stuff, though, keeps going on and on and on. And it's an injury that hasn't healed since, what, April, May? He's not even on the field. He can't plant. I mean, this is a, just terrible news for Colts fans out there. So I'd fade the Indianapolis Colts right now. This other interesting thing that uh, came down today, uh, speaking of the NFL, I mean, interesting to some, maybe not interesting to most, but the Pats, they end their uh, experiment with Danny Etling, the quarterback turned wide receiver. They cut him. So, so much for uh, Bill Belichick, uh, a diamond in the rough, maybe he discovered someone uh, once again, like he did with Wes Welker back in the day. They traded for Wes Welker, though, uh, and, but he knew what the Dolphins had in Wes Welker. And what the Dolphins didn't think they had in Moss Welker, and they traded for him, and he had a diamond in the rough. But so much for that as Danny Etling is gone, and he will no longer um, be on the roster, at least opening day for the New England Patriots. Maybe the, the practice squad, we'll see. Dak Prescott, Jane Slater, NFL Media, tweeted yesterday that Dak turned down $30 million a year and that he's looking for $40 million in the price range of $40 million a year. Now, that's been rebuffed by Pro Football Talk and the agent for Dak Prescott. More in the line of $34 million a year. That would make Dak in the top four, top five highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. No chance that's happening. I don't see that happening from the Cowboys' perspective. Is he worth it? Uh, we, we argue back and we make too much of well, you know, players' salaries and what have you and if they're worth it. Put it this way. The first player they should play is Ezekiel Elliott. Get him in camp, and he's threatening not to play without a new contract. That's the most important piece for the Dallas Cowboys, is Ezekiel Elliott. They need to get him paid. They need to get him a new contract. Uh, I don't see it happening. He has two years left on his rookie deal, but he's the most important piece. 
then you worry about Dak Prescott. Usually it's the other way around. Worry about the quarterback and then everyone else. But in this case, what is Dak? Like I said yesterday, eight between eight and twelve best quarterbacks in the NFL. If that, I mean, you know, I mean, if you want to argue, he's not better than Carson Wentz. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, Wentz was an MVP candidate two years ago before he got injured. Thirty-three touchdowns, seven interceptions. Dak Prescott had never reached that height. The concern with Carson Wentz is his health and staying healthy. That's a concern, and I, I understand that. But it all goes to the guaranteed money. And he got a lot of guaranteed money, actually, Carson Wentz, $107 million, which is mind-boggling. Uh, so the Philadelphia Eagles, they believe in Carson Wentz, and I hope they do because uh, with Nate Sudfeld, uh, the backup quarterback, out for a little bit of time. They need Carson Wentz to stay healthy and to perform there in Philadelphia if they wanted to compete for the Super Bowl championship like we all expect them to, d- to do. But Dak Prescott, no chance he's getting $40 million a year, and that was rebuffed anyway. I wonder how long this is going to play out. Dak's in the last year of his deal, rookie deal. I mean, do they, if, if you're the Cowboys, do they sign Dak first and then work their way to Ezekiel Elliott with Ezekiel Elliott holding out? That's something interesting uh, to look forward to. Uh, we'll get you um, updated on that as it goes on and on and on. I'm sure it will, there'll be no re- resolution to that um, until, what, week one, right, right before week one of the NFL season. Baseball talk. We are going to be joined by Joe Sheehan from the Joe Sheehan Newsletter, former Sports Illustrated writer. He joins me next here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. 
back in the day, I'm making bets from a Burger King restaurant, you know, meeting the guy, whatever. Now we can bet on most regular season tackles and assists. You can bet on anything, right? So great point you bring up. The Bills, their offense could struggle a little bit. The defense is going to be fantastic. 16 to 1 for him. Edmonds is an absolute killing machine, too, man. He's going to attack. I love it at 16 to 1. That is a very good price. Listen, while you're at Burger King, could you I give did. me a couple of cheeseburgers and a couple of maybe some fries? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starving, too. Saturday and Sunday, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Evan TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Welcome back. This is At The Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. Just completed my first fantasy uh, college football fantasy draft. That was earlier today with Craig Mish of Fantasy Sports Today right on this very network from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern time. A lot of fun. I'll get more into that uh, before we end the show here today. But first, let's talk some baseball, and I welcome in my next guest, Joe Sheehan. You could read his stuff at joesheehan.com, Joe Sheehan Newsletter. What's going on, Joe? Not a whole lot, Sean. Uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting August with no trades. No, obviously, some waiver deals have already happened with Freddie Galvis, but it's a much calmer August, I think, without the possibility of you know, a Justin Verlander going uh, to, to a contender. Well, what do you think of that with, with the, the new trade deadline, only the one trade deadline, and that's July 31st? Uh, versus uh, previous years, you, you also had the waiver dre- deadline in, in August. Uh, Steve Phillips, former general manager of the New York Mets, uh, I, I did see a tweet where he was against it and, and he doesn't like it at all because if you have injuries now for major league b- clubs in contention, uh, it's hard to find a replacement and he would rather see the, them push the deadline to August 15th. W- w- what say you? I think if GMs had their way, the deadline would be about the eighth inning of Game Four of the American League <laughs> Championship Series. It's a good point. Yeah, uh, I, I think that you have you know a year to build up depth in your organization. You've got a forty-man roster. You've got one hundred and eighty guys under contract. And if one injury on August sixteenth takes out your season, well, you know that's that's baseball. It's happened in sports for years. But I mean, Verlander was acquired two years ago by the Astros with like twenty-eight games left in their season. And to me, that's too late. Yeah. We can't have teams making big deals like that with a month to go in the regular season. So I like the fact that we've got just the July 31st deadline. As a writer, I like not having to explain the deadline after the deadline <laughs> yeah, to people. Right, right, spend right. the whole month talking about, well, that was the deadline, but there's another deadline. And if all of these things, it would got exhausting. So I, I like it. It's clean. It's elegant. I think general managers are going to look to change it next year because there's been a lot of whining about, you know, oh, it's too early, blah, blah, blah. I think Phillips throws his finger you know, on the pulse of the winders pretty well. Um, I think the you'll see it pushed back probably the 15th, something like that, middle of August. There are a lot of teams that say, well, with the second wild card, you need to make the decision earlier. There are 30 of these jobs, guys. You know, you get paid really well. Your job is to make that decision on July 30th, not, not need an extra two weeks to do it. That's true. Well, no, no, you're right about that. They do whine too much. But I would like it just from a fan perspective because there'll be more teams – who are know whether or not they're in contention, or uh, you know what I mean. So maybe we'll have more trades. That, that's all I'm looking from that angle. And baseball will be more in the headlines, and, and that's what I'm looking for. So uh, from that, yeah, I'm not sure. I think on a, from a national standpoint, from a national standpoint, I think it's always going to. I think the football takes over pretty much once the games start. I'm not sure there's a way to change that anymore. I mean, I'm a baseball guy, and I'm realistic yeah. about that. 
you're going to get more people talking about, particularly with the prevalence of fantasy and now in the states the, the outgrowth of uh, the growth of uh, gambling. Um, football is going to be a football was always a problem in September, and now it's going to be a problem in August. Good point there. Joe, Joe, I did see on your joshian.com you wrote about the AL Central and the Cleveland Indians. They are surging right now. Uh, they're actually in first place over the Minnesota Twins now by half game. Um, they have the best record. They have the best record, the Indians, in Major League Baseball since June 4th. And will they regret, my question is, will they regret trading Trevor Bauer? I don't think so. I think because the, the, they're... Plitko's pitched well. Plezak has pitched well. They're going to get Kluber back. They might even get Carlos Carrasco back at some point. So I feel like they knew they had enough depth, but they desperately needed a major league outfield. They just, you know, they, I think if they regret anything, they, they might regret what they did in the offseason, letting Brantley go and really just cutting payroll, not spending money on the offense that they needed. They wasted two months at the start of the year with just minor leaguers in the outfield. Uh, getting Puig, Getting Fran Mill Reyes really is an upgrade for their offense. I don't think they're going to regret trading Bauer. I mean, we know they didn't want to trade Bauer. Excuse me, they didn't want to pay Bauer next right. year. So they've been looking actually to trade him since the winter time. So I think they could have done better. I think trading Bauer over the winter would have been a more productive use of Trevor Bauer, but they weren't able to make the deal. Uh, I think it's a lateral move for them for this season. So, no, I don't think they'll end up regretting it. What do you make of Glaber Torres' 13 home runs and 16 games against the Baltimore Orioles this season? The Orioles are bad. I'm not sure if you've covered that. I, I don't know how deep you get into baseball. I know I'm getting into some high-level sabermetric stuff here, but, yeah, the Orioles are pretty bad. They're going to set the record for uh, home runs allowed, possibly this week sometime. Uh, Torres batting fifth tonight. He might hit another three or four to help him uh, boost the record. We've, I, we've never, I want to say never, I, I could check some Barry Bond seasons. Yep. Um, maybe Ted Williams against the you know the Washington Senators, but it's rare that we've seen one player just completely go off. Half of his home uh, runs this year against there's one a, team. It's ridiculous. There, there are some fun stats out there. Like Glaber Torres has more homers in Camden Yards than <laughs> like some players have in there. Like having their home like Andrew Benatendi, I think has all season. It's just it, there's some really fun numbers out there, and it's just you know the Orioles are starting a rebuild, and it's going to be ugly and. You combine the fact that, like, when the Astros went through their rebuild, yep. the baseball wasn't this baseball. It wasn't this type of atmosphere in the game. So it didn't look quite this bad. But the Orioles have gone into this with basically no pitching and with titleists and that we're playing with. So it's really, really ugly for them. You said they're really bad, the Orioles. Are they worse than the Detroit Tigers? I mean, the Tigers, they went 35 wins. That's all they have in the year. Um I think I think right now the Tigers are the worst team in baseball. Yeah, I think the Tigers are the worst team in baseball right now. I don't know. And I, I, I got asked the other day who would take it the first pick. I said the Tigers, um, and then they yeah. promptly went out and won two games. But <laughs> I mean, they're also they they combine a bad pitching staff, which is one of the worst. They had a lineup against the White Sox last week that if you tried to send it on the road in spring training, they would have fined you for sending a, a lineup like this on the road in spring training. Just Dowell Lugo batting fifth. I, it's almost like a sporkle quiz. Like, can you name these nine Detroit Tigers? It was it like shades of what? 2003, right? With 20, the 2003, they lost, yep. 119. they lost 119 games yep. in 2003. Yep. I went to like five games that year. I was living in Michigan. It was, it was bad. Brandon Inge was like the best player back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Higginson was traded that year or something. He wasn't around. I don't, I don't believe so. But yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. So yeah, they're bad once again. But, you know, Verlander came up shortly after that. So. Things turned around there for the Tigers with, with Jim Leland, so maybe the Orioles, they're doing, doing it right. I mean, are you against this like uh, strategy that the Astros made famous, I guess? 
the Astros have done it, the Cubs have done it, the Braves yeah. to a, a smaller extent have done it. You've seen some teams try to get from one end of the, the, the get across the bridge, like the Brewers and the Diamondbacks without getting really bad, and I respect that as well. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's very hard to get the kind of six-win inexpensive talent without getting it at the top of the draft. So I do, I do think the Royals are doing right. If anything, the Royals are two, week, two years late getting into this, and it's going to be an incredibly long process, as it is for the Tigers and, and for the Royals who are in this mode anyway. But it's really the only way to go. You've got to be willing to lose to eventually win. Great point. Joined by Joe Sheehan, MLB writer. You can follow his stuff and read him on JoeSheehan.com, the Joe Sheehan newsletter. Joe, let's talk about the NL wildcard race. It's really heating up with the Mets going on a hot streak and making it very interesting. The Mets are one game out now of the second wildcard. Handicap the, the race first. You have the Nationals, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Mets, the Phillies. And I guess you want to put the Diamondbacks and Giants in there? I, I, I will, but handicap that race for us. They're all not very good. I mean, I'd like to tell you that. Could be, right? I mean, I mean yeah, the, the Nationals are clearly a level above, and they've lost the two tragic games this weekend. They really could have yeah. put some distance between them in the field. So it's a little bit close. Between the Nationals, just on talent, you look at the core talent they have. You know, even with Scherzer out, Strasburg, Corbin, Doolittle, Turner, Rendon, Juan Soto. No other team in that field, in that group, has that kind of core talent. And then the rest of them, you know, I mean, the Phillies have been injured all year. The Mets. You know, upgrading from Vargas to Stroman gives them, you know, it's five average or better starters, right. which is, you know, fantastic in today's game. And, of course, that young talent that, that they put on the field this year. Um, the Brewers, everything that went right for them this year kind of went wrong. A lot of their pitching went south. Their bullpen is Josh Hader and a bunch of guys named Steve. And Hader <laughs> has really had a weird year. He's striking everybody out, but if you make contact against Josh Hader, it goes a long way. So, kind of an odd year for him. Uh, if I had to, to, to rate the rest of the teams, I'd probably go Mets, Cardinals, Diamondbacks. I'd probably throw the Reds in there. The Reds pitching has been fantastic this year, although they're one of the six out now. Yep. Uh, it's, it's really hard to be six out behind you know, seven other teams. It's a tough way to go. But I, on talent, I think the Mets, Cardinals, and I, mean, I, don't even, I think the Mets, Cardinals, and Diamondbacks are on a tier. And then you put maybe the Phillies, the Reds, and who am I forgetting? Giants. The Giants, maybe. Giants, yeah, yeah on, on the next tier. Um, I would be surprised if it wasn't one of the, the, the Mets, Cardinals. I think, uh, uh, am I writing off the Phillies too soon? I think people will oh, say they got Charlie Manuel now, I don't so hitting coach. I don't know what you make of that. I'd like, like to be Gabe Kapler today. Yeah, Gabe, we're going <laughs> to hire the most popular manager yep. in our history to sit next to you. But it doesn't mean anything, dude. It doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's a tough situation as well. So yeah, I, I'll be surprised. I thought the Mets were going to sell three weeks ago, like everybody else did. If they end up even getting to the wild card game, and if they even if they lose it, it's a heck of a story. What do you make of the Field of Dreams uh, series, if you will? Uh, the Yankees, uh, White Sox. This is next year, August thirteenth. They'll play a game in Iowa on the Field uh, of Dreams. Um, I guess cornfields from the movie Kevin Costner starred in. Uh, do you like that idea? You a fan? I liked it better when I thought they were playing on the field of dreams. You know, uh, if it goes into the corn on a bounce, it's a double. <laughs> the two little bleachers on the sides, everybody fighting for tickets. A little girl choking, falling off the bleachers. Uh, I, I liked it better when it was that, but it's not. It's going to be at like 100 yards down the road at the AutoZone City Field of Dreams Park presented by McDonald's or something. There you go. And it's just going to be, to me, it's less, it's less interesting to me. If it's in a minor league ballpark down the road, as opposed to actually being on the field, and you you couldn't hold a major league game on the field, I get it, but it's just I mean I think baseball MLB has done a good job of creating these events. The little league game I think is fantastic. Yes, um, they do a game. The London in, series in, is uh, good. A, par- 
the London series. They're going to play in, I guess, Puerto Rico next year. They played Monterey. I love these. I'd like to see. I saw an argument on Twitter, and I, I apologize. I'm stealing it from somebody. I don't remember who. But they said, why don't you put games in expansion, in potential expansion cities? Portland, San Antonio, Charlotte. You know, kind of get some buzz going in those places. I don't really believe these cities should be spending money on ballparks. But if you're MLB, you could want to get some buzz going in those places to try to get the localities to put up some money. So I think any play, anytime MLB can get people who aren't regular Major League fans in front of a game, that's a good thing. Excellent stuff, Joe. Appreciate the time. I wish we had some more time, but we're running out. We have a hard break to catch up on. I wanted to get your thoughts on the AL MVP race, uh, Trout or the field, but uh, I guess in five seconds, uh, is anyone going to be Trout for the M- MVP in the NL? AL? Nobody should, but the writers might want a better story and land on Cruz or LeMay here with something. Trout's far and away the MVP. Excellent. Thanks, Joe. I agree with you, by the way. It should be Trout. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Sean. Here's Joe Sheehan. Read him in the JoeSheehan.com. A lot more to do. Eric Pinkus joins me next talking basketball. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations, records from a legal situation, or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call 1-888-WE-DELETE or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's 1-888-933-3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online... GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right, it is possible to remove negative content from the Internet. And GuaranteedRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money-upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. 
Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Back here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. Great job from Joe Sheehan. Talking baseball. And yeah, it's going to be Trout. Trout should win the MVP. Leading the league in home runs with 39. RBIs as well. He should be the MVP. His, his numbers are ridiculous. But of course, the writers want to make a... Like Joe Sheehan just was quoted saying, want to make a point and they'll give it to somebody on a winning team who's in playoff contention. We'll talk more about that as the season goes along. But next, my next guest is Eric Pincus. You could read his stuff in Bleacher Report, LA Lakers lead writer, and of course, watch him on NBA TV. Eric joins the show now. Eric, thanks for a few minutes. Hey, of course. Happy to do it. Thanks All for right. having me. The NBA schedule was released in full yesterday. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway from the NBA schedule release? Well, I mean, I think the biggest, I mean, I don't know if this is like a, a huge thing because I'm in LA and, and I don't really care when the games end, but that they, they've moved the games up a little bit to try to accommodate those on the East coast. And yep. I, I do travel here and there and uh, I'll be in Atlanta, perhaps doing some NBA TV. And it's amazing at how late those games go. It's, it's like two in the morning by the time the night is done. So, uh, I get that. Uh, but also, I, I, it's impressive that they started the season a little bit later, and yet they still managed to, to keep the back-to-backs uh, down, actually at a historic low. Uh, they just keep finding ways of, of orchestrating the schedule to make it so teams aren't playing every other night. And, and that's just so important, I think, for I think they've learned for the, the stamina, the, the health of the players, which is really ultimately the most important thing. There's no, no benefit here if the stars go down with injury. So they're still trying to find a way to make that the best possible way, best possible combination of things that they can do. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Eric, because uh, in the past, the NBA was, I guess, motivated to do that, to, to uh, eliminate as many back-to-backs as possible because they didn't want teams resting players on the road because of load management, you know, that term that's become very popular. But after Kawhi Leonard, who Kawhi Leonard, what he played, what, 65 games for the Raptors this year in the regular season? I think it was 65. Right, right around there. So right around it, there. it obviously works. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't think that, Yeah, so the trend's going to continue, right? Despite the lack of back-to-backs? Well, I mean, I think when when you're a team and you're managing your your players, there, I mean, and different teams are, are more advanced than others. Yeah. But there, there are there are are flags that they could see, physical flags that they could track to get a sense of when uh, an individual player is fatigued and when they're more susceptible to injury. I mean, it, the, the the belief is, and this isn't always true. This is actually not a hundred percent in wide agreement. But that players who are tired get hurt more than players who don't. There's some argument that the opposite is actually true, and then sometimes it's not even the case. And and that if a player's tired, they don't jump as high. They don't try. Uh, to do the kind of things that would other, they would otherwise do. So it's still, the science of it is still not 100% concrete because we're seeing that players are still getting hurt. And, and yeah. they've done a great job year after year of reducing the schedule, and yet how many injuries were there last year, including in the, you know, the playoffs, the championship? Right, right. yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a physical sport, but, but there's going to be some level of, uh, of teams managing. Now that what the NBA wants specifically 
they don't want their stars to be, they don't want the stars to sit for the, the marquee games that are on TV. And so the, the teams have some level of instruction to, to not just give load management days on those particular times, but maybe they'll have something more, you know, if they need to sit a guy, maybe they'll call it something more than load management. They'll, yeah. in the old days, they used to call it like a back injury, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, because the, in the old days, you used to have to put someone on the injured list. They used to have to stay for a period of time. Okay. And so there were, you, you would put like the, the, the guys who were at the end of your bench on the injured list even though they didn't have injuries just because you, they, it was ridiculous. It, it didn't make any sense. And so they changed the rules so that teams wouldn't have to come up with fake injuries just to justify having someone on the injured list, which was kind of something that was required. Now it's, it, it's kind of flipped now. And, and I think maybe they will have some level of like, instead of just saying load management, uh, back spasms. <laughs> and that's, that's why a, a star player might miss a, a televised game. The, the other point that, that you mentioned was the earlier start times for the West Coast games, especially on TNT and ESPN. It's only like a half an hour to an hour earlier than last year, but I guess ratings were down 15%, I think, on TNT for the later games and, what, 1% on ESPN. So I guess the LeBron factor, they, I mean, there was more uh, Laker games, what, 19, I think, last year in primetime. That's going to be cut in half almost. So... Is that really going to make a big difference as far as ratings are concerned, in your opinion, a half an hour to an hour difference uh, against start time? Uh, I, I don't know if it'll make a huge difference. I know that like, if you're, if you're on the East Coast and you're a diehard Laker fan or a diehard LeBron fan and you were staying up before, uh, I, I mean, you're still going to stay up. Now, uh, is it mean, does that mean that others who, who were, are diehard fans but not as diehard suddenly are going to stick around and watch? Maybe, maybe they find that uh, in the last half of the program after halftime that there's more of an audience. Of course, you really only, you know, in an NBA game, the first half is fun to watch, but I mean, the, the meat of the game is in the second half anyway. So I think it, it, it's, it's like a, there's like a margin where like, ah, it's worth it to stay up. You know, like yeah, if you're, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if, if you want to, and, and the question is, is, is that is 30 minutes enough? Maybe it's not, maybe it's an hour. And so this is, this is an organic thing. They'll, they'll look to, like and, and they yeah. can actually, they, they can change times. I mean, that happens throughout the year. Uh, the NBA will change times of games, not often, but it happens. Maybe if they find by the ratings that they need to go another 30 minutes, maybe they'll move up some, but that's going to be tricky on, on back-to-backs, you know, like not back-to-backs, but the, the, the double-header broadcast, but certainly a possibility. But what about from the uh, West Coast perspective? Is 6.30, like L.A., Laker games, I mean, 6.30, that's <laughs> early to start a game, right, out there? I mean, well, the crowd I'm, shows I'm up late as it playoff. is, right? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. right. Like for playoff games, they're usually 6.30 start times instead of the usual 7.30. I mean, maybe not the first round, but uh, certainly the second and third right. rounds and whatnot. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of used to that. Historically, they're always a little bit early. It, it, it's, it means that maybe the first quarter in person – Maybe the crowd isn't there, but whose whose wallet does that hurt, right? Like technically, maybe concessions for the concessions are lighter. Like I mean, reality is, if you paid a ticket and you're not there yet, the ticket's already been paid, right? So it doesn't hurt TV ratings because you're at the game. So uh, I think if there's something that they sacrifice, it would be yeah, maybe the fans don't get there on time, but it doesn't really hurt anyone's bottom line other than maybe they're not there buying. You know, beers and sessions. And yeah. uh, let's talk about the schedule. The Lakers Clippers marquee game Christmas Day. It, I mean, they're trying to create a rivalry here. I mean, historically speaking, Clippers Lakers 
I mean, not much of a rivalry, and partly because, and mainly because the Clippers, for so many years, weren't as successful on the court as the Lakers. And now, with Kawhi Leonard, the NBA is really pushing that rivalry uh, to, to the national fan base. Will I? What yeah, do you make sure. of that? Well, we, I mean, will that become like a rivalry? Is it right now? <laughs> is there buzz for for that game in LA? Uh, I mean, I don't know about the opening game. It's it's actually kind of common. The Lakers and Clippers usually start the season. Not always. It's, it's either, seems to be either the Rockets or the or the Clippers for the Lakers early on. Uh, but this first game, I think Paul George, I don't know if he's going to be ready. Uh, he had shoulder on, uh, rather he had surgery on both shoulders, uh, this summer. And so, uh, it's unclear if he'll be ready on opening night. So I think really the Christmas day matchup is really the one that I think will jump out. So this, the first game is a road game for the Lakers is a home game for the Clippers. The Christmas day game is a home game for the Lakers on the holiday. The first game that's nationally televised. And so I think that's probably a better measure of, of where that rivalry is at least perceived nation, nationwide as far as the audience. Uh, Laker fans will say, now nah, the Clippers aren't a rival because they haven't done anything yet. And the Clippers might even agree to a degree that they haven't really achieved what they've set out to achieve yet. But, I mean, as far as rivals, yeah, they would love to run. They would, that's, the, that's the big brother that they've been trying to catch for a really right. long time. This is the best chance that they have. Uh, but at the same time, the Lakers got Anthony Davis. And so... I just I love the competitiveness of it. I mean, it would have been really fascinating to see if, if the Lakers had gotten Kawhi and had this super team, uh, and it would have been fun for the Laker fans. But I don't know if it would have been great for the, the league itself to have another team that's just head and shoulders above everybody else. Probably not. So I'm kind of enjoying. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying. I, I know Laker fans aren't happy with the decision. I know the Thunder fans aren't happy with the decision that Paul George made to push out uh, to get a trade. But I think as far as balance. It's not a bad thing. And so, yeah, I don't know if the Clippers are a rival yet, but if they end up winning 60 games or something ridiculous and and really push the Lakers to the hill and the two teams meet in the playoffs, which they've never done before, that would be great for the city. I think it would be great for the league. Well, we all thought Kawhi was going to the Lakers, and then he ends up going to the Clippers. Is there any bad blood? I mean, the fallout from that, as far as LeBron James is concerned, is there any bad blood between LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard? I don't know if, you know, in this day and age, there isn't a ton of, like, real bad blood right. like there was in the older days, True. right? True. Uh, a lot of these guys are, are friends off the court, grew up playing together in some capacity or other. Uh, I know that LeBron doesn't like playing against Kawhi because Kawhi is a really good defender and he's tough to play against. Uh, Paul George, they're pretty, all these guys are pretty tight. I think we'll see as, as they play and and as you know like the lakers and the rockets last year got into a fight early on in the season there were punches thrown and and that was kind of like a the start of what felt like a nice little rivalry but most of those lakers are gone chris paul's gone uh and all that so uh, i i don't know We'll, we'll have to see what it all what it all looks like out there i just most of these guys as i said they're they're pretty close and that's not a bad thing i, I think you, you got you want to see when the playoffs come there are rivalries, and you see the intensity and in teams that don't like each other. But by and large, uh, these are very well-paid uh, athletes who have known each other since they were in high school. And uh, for the most part, they're pretty cool with each other. I mean, is it going to be uh, unusual this year with, with the Clippers? The Clippers, on paper, have a better team than the Lakers. I mean, they should get the lion's share of, I guess, media attention. Yes no. But they won't. They won't. Of course, it's a Laker town. We all know that. But, but I mean, it's, it's really interesting this year to see both those teams uh, – 
they're championship contenders, both of them now, legitimately. But true, true. you don't think on paper the Clippers are better than the Lakers? No, I mean, I think that there there's areas where both teams excel. I mean, who guards Anthony Davis uh, on the Clippers? Is that going to be Paul George? And, and how no one, is his no offense one. He's going to score be? his points, right? You're right. 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 And, and so, yeah, if you put Kawhi on LeBron or if you put Paul George in, and they might be able to slow him down, but how do you slow down Anthony Davis? I like that there are a ton of defensive-minded uh, wing-slash-guards on the Lakers, Avery Bradley, uh, Danny Green, uh, Contavious Colwell-Pope, Jared, Jared Dudley. I probably left one out. Uh, and maybe Alex Caruso, guys that really like to defend, and they're going to give guys like Lou Williams a run for their money. Lou's so much fun. I mean, he's he's a blast. And uh, Montrezl Harrell was just amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, last year. But Montrez doesn't like to defend, and he's not. I mean, it's not that he doesn't like to. He's just not. A, he's only what maybe six seven. Maybe I think he's listed at six eight. But I mean, realistically, he's not very tall. So defensively, he can be exposed. I, I, I like the Clippers a lot, uh, but I wonder about. You know, that load management thing, is Kawhi playing yeah, yep. 60 games? Is he playing 75 games, right? Uh, Paul George, how long till that shoulder injury is, is, I mean, it's been healed, but when is he ready to play after that? And then at the point, you've got Patrick Beverly, right? And then behind Patrick Beverly, you it, it's really questionable. Is Lou their backup point guard? I mean, I think they're still a little bit weak there. Uh, whereas the Lakers, I, I think they're deep. They're really solid uh, with a lot of really good players and two stars. Uh, would you say that, like, you know, Kawhi is a little bit younger. Right? I got you, it's but the th- those Paul are definitely the, the two favorites in the NBA to, to win the championship. Clippers are actually the betting favorite right now over the Lakers, but they're 1-2. I, I get it. 1-A, 1-B. So it's very close. Fair enough. All right, well, yes, Eric, sir. that's all the time we have. Appreciate a, f- a couple of minutes. Always great talking Lakers with you and NBA. All right. Anytime. Thanks for having me. There he is, Eric Pinkus. Follow him, Bleacher Report, LA Lakers writer, and NBA TV. We'll be back to wrap things up. College football. little college football next. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. 
Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. Coming up next in a couple of minutes, it's game time decisions with Gabriel Morenzi and Cam Stewart, who's back from his mini vacation. I don't know if it was a vacation. I hope uh, it was a vacation. I hope it's not nothing serious or what have you. Uh, he is back. And, of course, Yang Luciano produces the show, and he will keep you updated as well with those guys coming up in just a couple of minutes. But this is pretty cool. HBO's popular Hard Knock series, the Raiders, are featured this year. It's on tonight. We all talked about it. They are going to produce a college football version. How about that? They've picked four programs. Here are the programs. Arizona State. I don't know why. Arizona, Alabama, Washington State, and Penn State. So you got two blue bloods in Alabama and Penn State and two... Interesting teams with Arizona State led by Herman Edwards and Washington State led by Mike Leach. So very interesting. Mike Le- that Washington State's a no-brainer. That, that, that'll be entertaining as all. Uh, and I'll watch that to tune in just to hear him talk about pirates. He is funny. <laughs> He's really funny and an interesting character. Um, Penn State's, I love that. Penn State, the history and what have you. Alabama would be intriguing. I don't know how interesting Nick Saban would be, though, in front of cameras. So I don't know how, you know, but they have the best talent and he's the greatest college football coach, especially in the modern era. Um, but Wilkerson, I don't know. I'm not going all the way back that, that far, but definitely uh, Nick Saban in the modern era. Um, that'd be cool. So it's about time. I mean, it's what, 14 years for HBO's NFL version of Hard Knocks. Now they're finally, HBO is finally bringing it to college football. So that'd be pretty cool. We'd love to see Michigan though. They, they missed out. Did they get the four programs right? Uh, I guess they agreed to allow cameras uh, to film practices and what you will. So that's pretty cool, though. Those four programs, Arizona State, Alabama, Washington State, Penn State. Um, we'll see um, who wins out and what happens there. But that'll be a lot of fun. Look forward to that. That'll do it here for At The Window on a Tuesday on the Fantasy Sports Network. Andrew Luck, injury news with Jim Ursay, uh, talking to Sirius XM NFL Radio. That is, of course, something I'm sure Camp Stewart and Gabe will talk about. Um, this Antonio Brown saga, I think it's over. He's showed up to the facility. 
until finally maybe we could put it to rest. Don Gruden, very confident. Antonio Brown plays week one. So, where are you drafting Antonio Brown in your fantasy draft? That's what I want to know. And I had my first college football fantasy draft. I think I did okay. First pick was Patrick um, Taylor Jr. from Memphis. Not bad. Picked Jay Patterson as my quarterback in the 10th round. Not bad value, right? That'll do it for At The Window. Game time decisions next. See you next time.